of this for your glory. Oh, we celebrate today, Lord. So now's the time in the, that we get to celebrate in the baptismal service. Uh, as you know, it's one of the greatest things that we get to do around here and what makes the celebration services so special. So we have a group of folks that are getting baptized today, um, and I'll be helping them with some of their testimonies. But as you know, at the end of the testimonies, when we start the baptism, you all are welcome to come up and join us around the pool. Um, it's exciting because it, it is something that we celebrate together as a body, so feel free. So we have Katrina and Chris who are getting baptized today. Katrina is in the Army, and she's shipping out to Germany uh, in about two weeks, right? And uh, so she's getting baptized before she goes, and her brother Chris is, is doing it with her uh, to stand with her in unity, which we think is awesome. So thank you, guys. Jacob. Yeah. 
Jacob um, is getting baptized today. He says, I want to uh, accept Jesus into his heart and start a brand new relationship at a brand new year. Man, Jacob, that's great. Thank you, man. Christine? All right. Come on over here, Christine. <laughs> you look better than me, so people rather look at you. Trust me. My name is Christine Squires. I'm a mother of three beautiful children who are not in my custody because I've made some mistakes in my life. I'm hoping that my baptism will start a new life for me, uh, clearing my life from any negativity. I have faith that I can find new friends here at Salem Fields who will help me to build a new life. I thank Jesus Christ that he died for me and cleansed me of all my old sins that I may really have a new start. Amen. Christine. Brandon. Come on over, Brandon. You too, man. Trust me, everybody here looks better than me, okay? So we just want to appreciate yourself. Thanks, well, okay. Hey, what are you doing later, Brandon? No, I'm just kidding. Pizza? All right, so Brandon, uh, through the acceptance of Christ, uh, answers to your lifelong questions have come to the surface and continue to do so daily. I love God and am grateful for his son, Jesus, for all the sacrifice his sacrifice represents. For this, I commit myself. Amen, brother. Courtney, Courtney is next. Okay, I'm getting baptized today because I'm sucking Christ into my heart. And in the new year, I'm going to be completely walking in Christ. Right Amen. Patrick. Patrick's been around here a long time. Some of you may have noticed. It's good to have you, my brother. Is this where I read my testimony? It is. Now's oh. the time. Can I go get my testimony? Well, go ahead and get your testimony, Brian. <laughs> So it's, it's possible that we practice this before, but uh, that's all right, man. All right. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. I was born into a somewhat Catholic family, but I knew growing up I was being called to another part of Christianity, which my mother allowed me to search for my church and which caused me to venture into every part of Christianity. No matter what the church, my mom would take me, although... She was raised Catholic. She didn't push it on me. For that, I'm blessed. In 2007 to 2008, I was asked by my mom's friends to come to their church, Salem Fields. Hesitant at first, I soon accepted, and it was the best choice I have ever made in my life. In 2008, I went to summer camp with the church called Watermarks. It was there when I felt my life was given to Christ that I knew I had found salvation. Throughout the years, I still had my ups and downs, as I still do now, mostly with family, but who doesn't? In the end, I'm blessed to have them. In 2016, I had a trial of faith, having to put my best friend, my beagle, down at five, but did not lose faith through the challenging time. A year later, I was in a hydroplaning accident, totaling my mom's car, and only walked out with a minor injury, which could have been 100 times worse. That year in 2017, I said enough is enough as I felt God had a plan for me and I needed to do something now. But I still faltered as I started drifting away from church but kept building a stronger relationship with God. Which brings me to today. Right now, I found myself in a desert of isolation but he has not strayed from my side. He has been there with me as he has and always will be now and forever. Because of current life events, he has brought me back home and brought many people back into my life. And I know now more than ever, I'm never alone, for he is near 
as I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. Psalms 23 to 23, 4, for even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. If anybody asks you who I am, tell them I am redeemed. This is my story. Wow, thank you. That was, that was a strong sermon right there, folks. <laughs> you may, all right, man, we'll talk about a calling later, huh? That was good. Greg, last but not least. Uh, that's a very tough act to follow, Patrick. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm Greg. Um, I've been coming to this church for almost 17 years. Never been baptized. I have uh, volunteered here. Still volunteer here, but not as much as I should. Sorry, Brad and Jessica. And um, I've given. I've even served on the board here. And uh, never been baptized out of um, fear that I wasn't a good enough Christian, I wasn't worthy, um, out of not wanting to let go, give up control of my life. Um, but today... Um, Lord, you've uh, had my soul forever, but today I give you my life. Awesome. Thank you. All right, everybody, we're going to start the baptisms now. So like I said, feel free to come join us.
We've already got folks in the pool. You're welcome to do it. I know it seems crazy. You may not have a change of clothes. I got a towel for you. It's not a problem. But if you're feeling like the Lord, you have something you want to lay down and you want to be baptized, you're welcome today. So anybody? It's not the craziest thing we've done here. Trust me. Hey! Take your shoes off.
never stop working. You never stop. You never stop. You play out this morning. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. still a God that is moving, that you are a God that is faithful. God, that you are still healing lives. You are still transforming lives and redeeming them. Father, when we worship you this morning, we thank you for that, God. We've seen the evidence of that right in front of us, Father. Each one of us has a story. Each one of us has a testimony of where we've been, where we are, Father God. But I believe in these moments, you still are so concerned about where you want to bring us. God, so no matter where we find ourselves, Lord, we're so thankful that you are a God that says our story is not finished and you want to continue to move. You want to continue to mold us and shape us into your image so that we truly find the fullness of life that can only be found in you. God, we thank you for your faithful love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. God, and we give you all honor, all glory, and all praise. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, good morning. What an awesome, awesome way to, uh, to end 2019 and enter to 2020, isn't it? I mean, let's give the Lord a hand for what just took place here. The spontaneous baptisms, that's just awesome. The Spirit of God is here. That's just awesome. I hope you all had a great Christmas. You know, one thing I thought the military trained me on a lot of things, but it was a fast and quick changeover. So um, I was able to get 30 seconds, I think. I was, I was, I was broke, broke a record. Hey, we're just glad you're here with us. We have a couple announcements um, that we'd like to just give to you all some information, pass along. Um, next weekend, we'll be back to our normal schedule of our worship services on Saturday night at 6.02 and our 9 and 11 on Sunday. So if you're here visiting with us and you, you're a guest with us today, we want you to feel welcome. And we'd love to have you come back next week and worship with us as well. If you're a guest with us today, before you leave, we'd want you to go out to the lobby. There's a guest, uh, there's a table out there with a, with a little Christmas tree. And we have a little gift for you. And we just appreciate you coming and being with us this morning and, and worshiping with us. Um, this is a great time for you to check in on Facebook, let people know where you're at worshiping today. I mean, people can still uh, check in and, and let them know that there's a service. We're live right now online, and they can come and still see what God's doing in the lives of the people here today. We've got some awesome things coming up still in the service. If you also would take out your connection card and fill out your connection card this morning, this is just a great way for us to stay connected to you as pastors and your church staff. This is a great way that we can make sure your information is updated in our, in our uh, database. But also, if you have prayer requests or things that are going on in your life and you just want somebody to be praying for you, please put it on that connection card so we as a staff and our pastors could be praying for you all and, and, uh, through your time of need. And then in the next song, this is, we'll be going through our tithes and offering. And our tithes and offering is just another way that we give God praise and glory for all that he's given us. You know, I, I can testify that um, we've faithfully tithed and we've faithfully given to the Lord and we've, we've never been without. God's always met our needs right where we're at. Sometimes it seems tough. Sometimes we're just like, how, how are these going to happen? Things happen. I mean, my Jeep is just going every time I turn around. There's something else on there. But God is still faithful and takes care of us. I mean, my Jeep still makes it up and down the highway just fine. I pray over it all the time. God answers those prayers. You know, so, but if you're a guest with us today, please don't feel obligated to give in uh, this, this tithes and offerings. This is just a way that uh, for us, the call Salem Fields, our, our church, our home, that we, we give. God calls us to bring the, the, bring the tithe into the storehouse so that we can continue to carry out the ministry that God has for us in our community. And one way that we do that is through our Thanksgiving offering. And we just wanted to update you on our Thanksgiving offering. If we have a total, I hope we have a total, I don't know. Do we have a slide? We got one. Yes? Dun, da, da, da. All right, so, no, that just says, there we go. So we are just, uh, we are $53,757.65. Uh, um, our goal was 60000 so we're just a little short of that. But, hey, you know what? The Thanksgiving offering just doesn't end at the end of this year. If you want to give in the Thanksgiving offering, continue to give um, on through the year. That would be great, a great way. Everything in that Thanksgiving offering goes to reach out into our community, into our world. Um, we've, over the past couple of weeks, if you've been here, you've seen the, the blankets have been given to leper colonies in India and and we're continuing to provide the, the Christmas uh, party for the, the, the children in Nigeria. And so we're continually going out and giving, giving in those ways. And, um, and this, everything that comes into that Thanksgiving offering is going back out into our world. And it's a, just a great way to continue to carry out the legacy to infinity and beyond for what God wants to do in the lives of others and through Salem Fields Community Church. And so, um, and with that, that this is also the last weekend of the year, so this is also your year-end giving. So for all those that want to get that credit on your tax, you know, next year, um, you can give that uh, in your year-end your giving. Anything that comes in today, you can go ahead and do that, and, um, and that will be part of your year-end giving, and those statements will be available for you. So 
That's all of our announcements. For now we're going to continue to celebrate all that God's been going on here. And so um, we've had a lot of things happening at Salem Fields Community Church. Um, I'm going to kind of kick it off here with just something that we've started about three months ago. Um, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Becker and myself uh, and a couple of people, we started working on a, um, a plan on finding a new way to reach into our community. And we've started Dinner Church um, at Smith Station Elementary School. And so we've had three months, and so it's been an awesome thing. We went from, yes, Jackie's been a very big part of that. Jackie, stand up if you're there. Yeah, Jackie's our, Jackie's our cook. She has a team, and we've got some. If you're part of that team, would you stand? If you just stand up, they're helping make this happen. If you've been a part of making that team, I know others are here. So we just appreciate you doing that. We... This is just a ministry that we just are, are so excited about because it's, a, it's reaching into our community in a non-traditional way. Um, we are partnered with Smith Station Elementary School. We're there the first Thursday of every month, um, except for this, this week because of school still being out. So we're going to be meeting next Thursday at Smith Station Elementary School, and uh, we're going to continue to provide meals for the families there. It's been a great way. We've gone from um, our first, first month that we did this, we went from 90 um, just around 90 people in attendance to last month we had 182 and so God is doing an amazing thing um, if you want to be a part of this we would love to have you there we were going there and and we're going into a non-traditional approach on how we share the gospel of God through just our love and our actions because of it being partnered with the school and the school allowing us to get the word out to all the students in the school we're not we can't go and just share the name of Jesus in the school but we have to be creative in doing that so we're taking the parables of the Bible and 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 rewording them in a way that still makes a difference in the lives of those children and the families there and we've heard we've just had great feedback on that and so if you want to be a part of that please come see myself or or, or chris um and we would love to get you connected with that because it's just a great great way to reach out in our community and um and we're excited about that and we're going to continue to do that work um in these upcoming months um another couple of things that, have, that were exciting that have gone to taken place if you've taken classes We've had our classes. We've had our one our community classes. If you've taken any of those classes, would you just stand? Because this is a way we want to acknowledge you. Because if you've taken these classes, you're just taking that step further with God in um, in that that relationship with Him and deepening your, your relationship. With anybody here that's taken classes over the past few months, no one. Well, that means that some of you guys need to get back into our classes when we start kicking them off after the first year because this is a great way. You know, we get told a lot, like, oh, man, I need to deepen my relationship with God. Well, if you want to really deepen your relationship with God, get connected to these classes because it's a great way to go in and learn more about the disciplines that God has for your life, the, what God's gifted you with, and what your mission is because we're all called, if we believe in Jesus Christ, we're all called to the priesthood. We're all called to be ministers where we're at. And, it's, and those classes will help you and guide you in how we can best utilize that what God's given us. So we want to be a part of that. And then um, since our last uh, celebration service, we had a team that went to London. So if you're part of that London team, would you come up on stage today? We want to just kind of hear from you and what it was that you experienced in London today. So there's a couple of you out there. Some of you, four of you, one behind the drums. So Jody and, um, and Gay led this trip, but Jody's here, so I'll let you turn it over to you. All right. Well, surprise, guys. We went in September to London to uh, Battersea, and it was an amazing time. We had eight of us, yeah. something like that, and we went to London, so, you know, like, nothing wrong with that, and uh, we had an awesome time. We had no fish and chips, so that was really sad, um, but we did have steak, if that's a London thing, but, um, we did have fish and chips. oh, I, at an Indian restaurant, we had fish and chips, so. <laughs> 
I will not claim it because it felt like I ate a bucket of grease, but that's another story. But anyway, we didn't know what we were going for. Um, we didn't know why we were going. We just knew we were going and being faithful. It was a big deal for a, a lot of us to go. It wasn't me because, hey, send me to London. I'm happy. But I know it was a big deal for some of us and just to step out and do something, especially when we had no idea what we were doing. And I'm not sure if we look back and really know what we actually did, but we know that it was an amazing experience and for me personally, it was very inspirational. There's a church there called Fresh Ground, um, Church of the Nazarene. But um, in that, they have this awesome old building on this really, really busy street in London, right around the corner from like this hub of activity with um, their transportation system there is amazing. But we were right around the corner from that in this cafe that's there. And they do so many things there, like um, they have church services on the weekends, but through the week they serve their community in a variety of different ways. They have ballet classes in their building, they have um, senior something or the other, and uh, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things that go on there that I, we didn't even touch the surface of, Pilates, um, all these type of things where they service the community. And um, it was really amazing because you'd see people come in and out of this place all day and they were serving um, God but the people that were coming in didn't even really notice that until there was these little traces that you'd see around and then the they had um what was that thing they had they had like this human trafficking um thing that went on during it it's it's like I'm saying it's really hard to explain what happened but it was an amazing experience we bonded and had a wonderful time and I know that I came back with a new passion, a new inspiration, and a new um, vision for where I want my life to go in the future, and I'm so grateful for that. And I know if any of you guys would like to speak, that would be awesome. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I'm a firm believer in a God of miracles. Is there anybody else in here this morning that is a firm believer that God is a God of miracles? Yeah, get Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I say that just to say that um, back in... August, um, I got a very, very um, tragic thing. I had a very, very tragic thing that happened to me. I got a blood clot in my right leg. And um, I don't know, about, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about this. It's hard for me to talk about this. About four months ago, um, it got diagnosed. Uh, not diagnosed, but I started feeling something in my leg. And it was about that time that we started talking about going to London. And you know, I was, I was, I was kind of excited about it, going to a new place. I haven't been to many places. I'm kind of a homebound boy. But I began to pray about it. I began to pray about it. And then in August, um, my leg started hurting really, really bad. Um, and I went to uh, the medical imaging place. And they said, we need to get you to a, a hospital right now. And so for the next two days, I'm sitting in that hospital just thinking about what's going to happen to me. Am I going to die? What, 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 what is going to happen to me? Then the nurse comes in and says, look, you take your medicine for the two weeks that, was, that is prescribed to you. I'm sorry, I'm having a really tough time talking about this. I'm sorry. The doctor said, if you take this for the next two weeks, you should be okay. Now, I'm talking to all these outside voices, and they're sitting there telling me, you have no business getting on this airplane. You have no business getting on that airplane. You could die. You're going to be on that plane for eight hours, and you, you most likely won't be able to get up as often as you should. So I sat, I prayed, I prayed. I received blessings, uh, monetary blessings, financial blessings. And I said, God's calling me to this. So I also state that 
God needs you to go through a trial and a tribulation so that you can be faithful in that and so he can show you a blessing. I got on that plane, eight hours, went over there. I received an unimaginable blessing that I couldn't even begin to fathom. Got back on the plane and came back. If you have ever thought that you needed to be blessed and you didn't know how to do it, you might need to go on a mission trip. It might take you going somewhere and receiving a blessing from somebody else and not you continually giving a blessing to see God work in your life. That's all I got. Um, so for me, I was one of the ones that struggled really bad about going. I don't even know how they got me on the plane because I was crying so bad to leave my uh, family. And I was just nervous and I'm a control freak. I labeled color-coded the calendar for my family and <laughs> so this was a big personal growth trip for me um, I guess I have a tendency to kind of tag God along on my adventures when really he should be leading the way so for me this has kind of opened my eyes to him he's in control and so I need to let it go um, I will also say that it was an eye-opener uh, as far as the missions it's not about the person. It's not about where they are or how much money they make. It's about their heart. And we're just called to go and show them Jesus. And so I feel like that's what we did. And I hope that the conversations that we had during stay and play and at the cafe, that somehow, you know, they got a little bit of Jesus from us. So. Right. Um, before we left, each of us had to come up with a goal on what our, um, our goal was during the trip. Um, and for me, uh, my goal was to not fix everything, because I'm a fixer. I like to fix everything and help everywhere and kind of a control freak. Um, so my, my goal was to step back and really just watch and see and observe. Um, that was really hard. Um, but during one of the um, nights at the cafe, I was speaking to this lady and we were sharing stories and um, she just said that she felt like, um, I guess it was when we, went to, when we had church, um, we introduced ourselves and said a little something. So after that service, she came up and she was like, I just, I really want to have a conversation with you. So we sat down and started talking and come to find out um, by sharing stories, I shared stories. I lost both my parents this last year. So it's been tough, and she had lost her mom and her spouse, and she just started crying, and she was like, I have been praying for God to show me a sign that I can make it, and she's like, she told me, sorry, that she felt like I might have been her sign, because she's like, you're doing it, you're traveling, you're out helping other people, you're showing the world Jesus, and you're my sign that there are people out there that are suffering just like me and that you can move forward and you can go on. And it just, for me, if I hadn't have been consciously thinking, let me just not fix everything, because they were serving food and my normal thing would have been to go in the kitchen and help with the food and do that thing, I never would have had that awesome conversation with that lady. And we actually still stayed in touch. We text back and forth and it's just been amazing. So that was my experience. I was going to pass, but yeah. Well, that's funny because my goal when Lord 
just reminded me was to listen more than I speak, which I'm not usually very good at. So it's kind of funny that I passed my turn initially. Um, it was funny because it didn't look like a normal mission trip. You know, you hear the comments like, oh, what's in London? You're going to London for a mission trip? Man, we forget about the people that aren't standing on the side of the road but are just as broken as the people that are standing on the side of the road. And we got to encounter a lot of those people. It was really cool with the things that happened at the church or inside the, the cafe. Like he said, you know, one thing he said that stuck with me was this building's church seven days a week. It looks like a coffee shop, but we hope that just a normal encounter will, will show them Jesus when they come in to buy a piece of cake or a, I mean, Lori made a mean espresso by the time we left out of there. But, um, I mean, it's just, it's the building. And, you know, I'm going to use a split second to say that our building does some fun stuff too. Thursday afternoons or Thursday nights at 7 p.m. We have Celebrate Recovery. So, if you ever feel like coming out there to meet Jesus, we'll, uh, a little shameless plug there. So, uh, But, no, I had a great time. Um, like I said, it didn't look like a normal mission trip, but it was great perspective. Um, I highly recommend the long flights like that if you're my size to upgrade your seat. You know, I upgraded and everybody swore it was so I didn't have to sit next to Gay on the flight back. I promise that was not the reason. It was for the leg room. And then it became well worth it when somebody three seats behind me got sick as the plane landed. Projectile. The girls don't have as quite the story that I had. Um, some people got covered right as the plane landed. Um, so, yeah, there's some memories that will last a lifetime from the uh, London mission trip and probably some smells, too, that, that weren't very great. But thank you, guys. And um, one, I would say my mom isn't here, but she was also on the trip with us. And... Um, because Joe upgraded, she sat next to a lady that had ironically like sat across the aisle from us on the way there. They sat beside each other on the way back and they have like developed an amazing friendship from that. So, you know, those little decisions that you make can change the world. And I got the puke in my mouth. So it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. Well, on another note, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it is ex exciting to, to know that we do offer something on Thursday nights to celebrate recovery. Joe is our, our leader of that. And, um, and one of the experiences I got to hear from them going to London is that um, they don't really offer celebrate recovery in London and in, in Europe. It's just now getting picked up. And so Joe is, is going and trying to help at a different time. He's got the, the opportunity to, ahead of him to go and help them with Celebrate Recovery in, um, in England and, and in Europe um, based on what he's doing here. So it's exciting to be a part of that. So we appreciate Joe. If you are interested in learning more about Celebrate Recovery, please see Joe. And, um, and you don't, you don't want to miss out. This is not just for any, any type of just addiction. This is just for any type of hurt or habit or, or anything that you, you just need healing and you need to deepen your relationship with God. It's another great way to grow in your relationship with God. So be a part of that um, on Celebrate Recovery. So thank you, Joe. Um, another thing that we do here that if you want to deepen that relationship, sometimes maybe the class setting isn't that, that way for you, is that we offer one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And this is a time where you can, you can be discipled one-on-one -on -one with a pastor or someone else that's gone through this. And... Um, here at Salem Fields, and, and it's a great way to grow in your relationship with, uh, with somebody else in the church, but also with God. And so uh, we're excited to celebrate that as well. And so uh, uh, Buddy has some more on that. Well, just before that, just to say that uh, Gay had that trip laid on her heart for a long time, and uh, she finally pulled it off, and God really used it in, in an amazing way. And 
So on her behalf, I just wanted to say that today. Greg Nemeth, are you here somewhere? Where are you at, Greg? Oh, there you are. I didn't see your green shirt. <laughs> hey, Greg Nemeth and I went through a, the discipleship process called The Journey. It's an eight-week study. It took us about a year uh, <laughs> with his schedule and my schedule, but we had a great time, and Greg persisted, and uh, he finished it, and uh, it was quite a journey for me, you know, to uh, do that. I've, Gay and I were discipled when we first became Christians. We were discipled with the same material. And it made a huge difference in our lives and uh, continues to do today. So, Greg, I appreciate that journey we made. And congratulations on finishing. It doesn't matter. Thank you, Greg. I love you, man. So, if you, like Jason said, if you'd like to be discipled one-on-one, it's a journey to becoming um, more, um, have a better understanding of what it is to live the Christian life and how to live it out daily. And uh, it's also a great way <clears throat> to create a relationship that lasts a lifetime. I've discipled, I don't know how many people, but lots and lots of people over our 30 years in ministry. And I've seen it make a difference in people's lives. So if you're interested in that, put it on your connection card. And, uh, you know, we're coming to the end of a new year, or of an old year, and coming into a new year. And I was thinking about uh, testimonies today. And, you know, we always try to, not always, but sometimes we have testimonies. And I thought today might be a good time if you'd like to testify today. Maybe you just want to stand up quickly and just say one thing that you'd like to praise the Lord for that happened in your life uh, or your family in 2019 before we launch into 2020. Anybody like to share a word of testimony uh, this morning? I thought so. Thank you for not leaving me hanging. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Um, last year, actually, I well, gave a testimony um, about losing two grandmothers, um, my parents becoming first-time grandparents. Um, and, you know, when we find out we're having a child, us as women, um, you're very joyful, you're very thankful, you're excited. Um, something that you don't think you're going to have to do alone. I am so thankful and grateful to have the support system that I have. Um, it's not easy, but we're making it. Um, she gives me that constant smile to remind myself to keep going. Um, here recently, today is actually the 14th day, I've actually started going to the gym, working out, putting time back into myself. <laughs> um, and just, as my New Year's resolution, as well as a promise to my daughter and myself, um, our plan is to come more often to church, definitely. Um, it's a struggle trying to get us out of the house earlier, um, but we're learning, we're mastering that. Um, I put it on my heart that I wanted to come. We came, we made it. Um, and just don't give up on yourself. Amen. Now, before you sit down, I want everybody to see that baby. <laughs> She's beautiful, huh? Thank you. Thank you for your testimony. Yeah, I just want to give God all the glory uh, for his mercy. Um, I was once a broken man, and now I am forever restored, and uh, it is because of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, man. All right. Hey. All right. I've already told Buddy this story here. It's something I witnessed. I'll do the Santa run for the fire department. I've done it for the last five years. And this year, 
as we were going out, we were pulling into this neighborhood, and as we got up near there, one of the old fire chiefs was driving the fire engine. He had his wife with him in the front seat of the fire engine as we were going through. We pulled up to an intersection, and the first thing I noticed that there was three wheelchairs there. Two of them had what you call like middle-aged school kids. And the, sec and the middle one was an older lady there, probably in her early 20s. So we pull up, and they get all excited when they're looking there to see in Santa Claus. They're just jumping up down in the, in the wheelchair. My fire chief's wife gets out of the cab, and she runs over to them. That was their special ed teacher. They freaked out. <laughs> and they got so excited. And the older one, she talked two years before that. She gave her a hug and wouldn't let go of that. And that just brought tears to my eyes. Anybody that's a teacher in here, they remember you. You have a definite influence in them. I was amazed at how much love and joy I saw in the eyes of those kids when they saw their teacher. Mm -hmm. So if you're a teacher, don't take it for granted. They remember you. Amen. Somebody over here? try to be brief. I don't have permission from everybody to share every detail of my story, but I'm here to say God is a way maker and a promise keeper. 30 years ago, um, during my Christmas break from college, I sat in a hospital emergency room, pregnant without a way and without a clue what I was going to do. But I'm here to tell you God will make a way and God will keep his promises. That child was born and placed for adoption that summer and God just told me if I would trust him and not give in to the world's pressure to do, make a different choice for that child, that he would honor my desire to have more children. He kept that promise. He gave me four children, which I would love to tell you are perfect. <laughs> Only two of them sit here in cowboy's jerseys, but so I'll let you be the judge. Um, 29 years later, we've reunited with that child, and I don't have permission, as I said, to share a lot of details, but God is good. God is faithful. He keeps his promises, and he will make a way. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Andrew, welcome home, man. Um, it, it's, it's a blessing to be here with two of my boys tonight, and uh, I just want to share a story of celebration. Pastor Buddy... Uh, he uh, baptized me over 30-some uh, years ago up in Woodbridge, yeah. Church of Nazarene up there. And, and um, in that baptism, I said that I knew God had a calling on my life. And, and me and Buddy, I, I remember, I don't know, it was probably 15, most well, was longer than that, it was probably 20 years ago, we were sitting at Bob Evans' restaurant here in Fredericksburg. And he was telling me, he says, Andrew, he says, uh, just understand it's a journey. He says, and it, and, it's, and it, it comes at God's pace, not yours. He says, so don't rush it. Let God do it. And um, this year, we finally launched our ministry. Um, and it's called Growing for God. And people always ask me, it's the number four. And God, uh, people always ask me, says, Andrew, why, why the number four? I said, I don't know. So I started praying about it. And, and in order to grow for God, it takes God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and myself. That's where the four came from. And, and it's just a celebration for me to come back today and, and, and be with Buddy and, and be back at Salem Fields. And, and, man, 
this is a true man of God, and uh, he pours into people like no other. So uh, just celebrate that today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. So um, I want to give praise to God because, number one, I got baptized today. <laughs> I grew up Catholic, and we've we been coming here for, what, past 10 years? Eight, eight years? And I've always known that I've had a very good connection with God because things have happened in my life that you just cannot deny a divine spirit intervening in my life. Um, I've never, I've put myself in situations that I come out unscathed and weirdly I touch people in a light that they haven't felt before and they follow and we end up being friends and they're always like, how do you have this brightness in you in everything that's gone on in your life? And I'm just like, it comes from a divine spirit. Um, I've ha been recently got a new job, and I asked God, before I even got this job, lead the way I trust in you. I pray, and I'm in the car crying, praying, pleading, lead me in the way. So anybody that doesn't feel his presence, just have faith. Be the light. It will work out. Just have faith. Amen. So, amen. Amen. So, Sophie, you got lit. Uh, Jackie's right back here. Jamie, unless you got somebody over here, Jackie. I just want to say, and her baby girl got lit this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more. Right up here. My goodness, how many times are you going to testify today? <laughs> All right, so I still remember when we went to West Virginia. That was eye-opening, you know. We almost didn't even make it. Our t the tires blew, and yeah. we had to repair it. And we were able to see things that were unbelievable. But um, what I'd like to share today is um, I'm going through some troubled times right now, and I am a random um, book opener, so I randomly open my Bible. And every time I randomly open my Bible, it's different chapters within the Bible, but it states that no matter what, no matter through whatever you're going through, the big man upstairs got your back. No matter what. Zechariah, Luke, Psalms, it's pretty much all over the Bible. It is. Amen. Okay, unless you got one burning, we're going to move on. Everybody... All hearts free. All right. God bless you. Thank you. There is a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's word as he walks into the There is a sound I love to hear. 
Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you have been in this place all morning, God. You have been in our hearts. We've experienced you through the joy of baptism and new life, God. We've celebrated the things that you have done corporately in this church and also personally, God. We just have so much to give thanks for, regardless of what circumstances 2019 has held. God, we just continue to give you the glory that we honor you with all that we do, God, that we're here today because of you. And Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all can take a seat for just a minute here. A couple minutes. So if I start shaking or something, that's not because I'm on something. That's because I drove down I-95 super, super early this morning and had probably about five cups of coffee along the way. Can you give it up for coffee, right? That's okay. That's awesome. Heaven's drink, I believe. So, so um, I had a message prepared and actually yesterday um, God changed that. And so I threw that away and decided to really share something that's been on my heart that I feel like God has given me. Um, also, the ushers are going to come forth and um, give you our, our to-go communion cups, except they're not to-go. They're going to be shared here together. They're your little single service, so they're going to be passing those out as I'm speaking. Um, just a word of warning, do not take them yet. We're going to be taking that together, and I'll give you the instructions for that. Um, also, if you are from out of town, um, if you're here worshiping with family, we're so glad that you're here. You can join us every week online. We have a, a broadcast service at all of our service times at Saturday at 6 or Sunday at 9 and 11. I in, uh, invite you to join us there. That's where I am worshiping as the, one of the online pastors there. Come and join us. You can just go to salemfields.com live. We will be there each and every week. Well, I have two New Year's traditions that I participate in every year. And maybe you share one of these, maybe you don't. And the first is every year around November, December, I have a tradition of going to the Dollar Tree to pick up my next year's paper calendar. How many paper calendar people? Don't be ashamed. Paper calendar, yeah, you're, okay, low tech, right? Power goes out, no charging, right? You still have your plans for what you're supposed to do that day. And I'm one of those people, I like to write things down and have them keeping uh, on track. So I usually make my rounds of the dollar store and pick out my calendar for the year. But I have a second tradition that I usually do, and I force myself to do this because it doesn't get done normally. And it's to take an hour and to reflect. To take an hour someplace quiet and to reflect on the past year, on what's transpired, what's been going on, uh, wh where I've seen God at work. And, and so usually I sit down and do that. Well, this year, this past week, after, right after Christmas, I had a chance to visit some family in Pennsylvania, and I had a chance to do that. But what was interesting was I began ref as I began reflecting on the last year, something came to my mind that we're about to enter into a new decade, a brand new decade. And I felt like God wanted me to look back, not just on the last year, but on the last 10 years, the 10 years that had transpired from 2009 to now, the things that God had done. And I want you to think for a second, where were you on December 29th, 2009? And some of y'all are like, I think I was like this big, right? Or maybe I was in my mom's arms. But where were you 
sometime around the start of that end of that year, 2009. And maybe you don't have an absolute recollection of that date, but maybe you remember things you were participating in. You might remember places that you were. You might remember the people you were surrounded with, maybe some that are no longer here with us. Maybe you remember the place that you worked or the, the things that happened that, that scarred you. Or maybe you something to celebrate. Maybe it was a birth or a marriage or, or something that was just incredible. Well, I had a chance to look back on my December 29th, 2009. And I keep a journal. It's one of the practices, spiritual practices that I do. Uh, it's not for everybody, but if you're a writer like me, uh, sometimes you enjoy doing that. And I looked at my journal entry, um, actually it was on the 31st of December 2009, and this is what I wrote, and I might, I might tear up with this just to warn you. Well, tomorrow is the last day of 2009. I know it's not good to be glad about that or to say goodbye to the year that was with Thanksgiving, but as much as I look back on all the good things that happened then, I wonder if the year is going to be more of the same. I'm back living month to month, right here where I am. It's a good job, but I'm not sure where God is headed. But I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of feeling stuck, that not much has happened. The only thing I do know is that God is with us. That's what I wrote. And, and just to give you a little context, maybe you're there, maybe that's been you. Maybe you would speak those words and, and claim them for yourself from this past year. I, it was, this was before I actually had been in ministry. I had just started my journey. I was working as an environmental science in a workplace. That was great. Uh, the, I loved the people. I loved what was going on. But I felt God calling me someplace else, something more. But yet nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. And I tried door after door after door, and nothing was happening. And I felt stuck while I watched all my friends and people begin posting on this new thing called Facebook, right? About all the amazing things that they were doing, and the, the weddings, and the marriages, and the, the children, and the houses, and the amazing jobs. And I looked, and I felt like I'm just stuck here. Well, the good news is, I look back at that, and I look back at this, and I see the amazing way that God showed up. And maybe you do the same. Maybe, maybe from then to now, you can look at the number of things and say, well, what has happened? And there's 2020 hindsight, of course, right? We look back and you say, well, I could have done that differently. I have that regret. I, I could have made that other decision. But I think even more so than that is something that I kind of learned in these last 10 years is that there's something more important in life than actually what you do. There's more important things in life than what you do. And maybe somebody needs to hear that here today. There's, there's more important things. And the thing is that God is more interested in the person you become than actually what you do. Because what you do is based on who you're becoming. So who you're becoming is always more important than what you're doing. Who you're becoming, who God is calling you to become, who God is shaping you, those of you guys that are baptized, it's a challenge to you. Who is God calling you to be? Not that you sit in the same place next year and the next 10 years, but that you can look back 10 years from now and say, I saw God work in me and I'm a different person. And those
those of us who have, have been saved a long time or, or a while or maybe a couple months, you know, God's still working in you too. And his goal is to make us into more and more like Jesus. To make us into the people that he's called us to be, the men and women. See, what Jesus pointed to when he gathered with his disciples was that you are part of a bigger story. But first, before you do anything, before you make plans for 2020 and beyond and the new year and the, the weight you're going to lose and the gym you're going to join and the healthy habits and the time you're going to spend, before you focus on those things, I want to ask you the question, who do you want to become? A better father? better mother? A, a harder worker? A stronger believer and Christian? A better brother or sister? A better friend? Who is it that God wants you to become? Because that will shape what you do. Before you focus on what you do, focus on who God is calling you to become. And when Jesus gathered with his disciples, that was what he was pointing to. To say to his disciples that what you are seeing now is not the end. Though you may feel stuck now, it's not the end. Though you may not be sure of what God is doing right now, it's not the end. That Jesus took something old as he gathered with his disciples in that upper room on that night that he shared that last meal. He took something old that they had been doing for centuries as, as part of their, their Seder dinner. He took something very, very old, and he made it something new. And he made it something new by pointing to a new identity for himself, that he had come as the Savior, as the Messiah, but he had also called his disciples to something more. That they were part of this journey too, that it wasn't just about gathering around Jesus, but that they were preparing to be sent. And the way they would be sent would be different than the world's form of being sent. That they would be empowered and strengthened by his Holy Spirit who would come later. And that they would be sent into the world into really, really dark places to be light. But it would be a little bit different. It would be different because he wouldn't, they wouldn't do it as the world did it. They wouldn't do it as the world did it because they would not be warriors for a king. They were not out to conquer their oppressors by force, but rather they were called to follow Jesus who went to a cross. To, to not be leaders of a community who would reign from up on high, but rather to be leaders from a community that would serve from below. To go to the poor, the widows, the orphans, the people that everybody had discarded and to say, you know what? You matter. To say, you are created in God's image too, and there is a good news to be shared. And that good news is Jesus. And so though they didn't get it at first, they would learn this. And I believe that 10 years after that moment that they shared with Jesus around that table, they had become different people. We see it in scripture. We see it in history. We see that the disciples had scattered to the ends of the earth and they had started churches and began to share that good news with people as far as India to say that Jesus reigns and it's a new way, it's a new kingdom. And guess what, guys? He invites us to be a part of that too. 
So, so my challenge and my question to you is, in 2020, who is God calling you to become? Not, not necessarily, what is he calling you to do? Because that will come. But first, who is God calling you to become? Well, I'd like you to take out your little cup that we were just given. And we're going to be sharing in the Lord's Supper together here today. Um, if you would just take off the very, very top little portion. There's a piece of wafer right there. And just hold that in your hand. Don't take it just about yet. And then underneath, there's going to be a little unwrapping for the cup piece, but we'll get to that. And, and what's very cool is that every time that we share in the Lord's Supper in communion together, we're remembering. We're remembering what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, but yet we're living that out corporately today. That, that the word remember actually means to gather, to remember, that the body comes together to celebrate what Jesus did, but also what he's about to do. And so on the night before he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he blessed it. And he said, take this, take this bread and eat it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Everybody will take the bread. And at the close of the meal, he took the cup. And he blessed it and gave thanks and said, take this all of you and drink it. This is my blood which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this every time you drink it in remembrance of me. Go ahead and take the cup. And Jesus reminded his disciples, even though they were kind of clueless at the time, he said, I will come again. That there will be a day that we will celebrate together in a heavenly banquet, around a table, that we will join together as one. That this is a foretaste of what is ahead. But believe in me, trust in me, and follow me. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we give thanks to you today, God. We, we, have, we have things to celebrate, God. We have so many things, even those of us that feel like they're small or maybe even insignificant, God, that there's been a lot of darkness surrounding our 2019. Some of us are saying good riddance to the last year. I just can't wait for the next one, God. Or some of us that are celebrating the amazing thing that you had done, God. But as we look back, God, at what you have done, that, that, that would form us into the people we are, but also who you've called us to be. That, Lord, in this new year, we would seek after you. And maybe that's, that's a commitment. Maybe that's to say, uh, to become who you've called me to be, God. I'm going to put you first this year. You've been kind of sitting in the back seat. But I'm going to bring you up front. I'm going to allow you to drive this, to drive me, God, to be at my center. I want you and all of you, God. And I don't know what 
the next year is going to hold for you, just as the disciples had no clue what was ahead of them in the next days and years. But what we do know is the one who holds all those days. Lord, we know that you are in control even when it feels like everything is out of control. And Lord, we come to you in this day. We give thanks for the way you have provided for us. You nourish us, you strengthen us, God. Help us to be the men and women who you have called us to be. Lord, we just thank you so much for all you've done, all you continue to do. And we offer this time in worship to you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Father, we thank you so much for all that's taken place here this morning. God, the testimonies of lives changed and transformed because of you. Jesus, we give you all honor, all glory and praise. And we celebrate you each and every single moment, Father. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.